I'm Jordan Ferguson. And I'm Kate McKinnon. And you are listening to the Geek Down Podcast. What is up, Geeky Dees? Welcome back to another episode of the Geek Down Podcast. This is the show where two nerds sit in front of microphones and try to find the sweet spots where their fandoms intersect. My name is Jordan Ferguson. And my name is Caitlin McKinnon. Caitlin. Yeah? You know what episode it is? I do know what episode it is. Yeah, you do. Yeah, I do. What episode is it, Caitlin? (sighs) It's episode 69. (laughs) I'll put so much air horn in post. And he's doing this because 69 is humorous. It's a funny. It's a funny. It's a funny number. It's a sex joke, Caitlin. It is a sex joke. It's a sex joke. We've always been risque on this show. We love a good sex joke here on the Geek Down. There are many ways you can listen to all of our sex jokes. Mostly two, which is a less funnier number than 69 is yeah two's just a bummer um (laughs) stupid number first and foremost of which soundcloud.com slash geek down pod paid for by you the listeners yes thank you again to everyone who contributes to our patreon because of you we were able to buy another year of soundcloud which means not only um, do, do you get another like another year of SoundCloud? You get another year of episodes. Woo! Give us a follow on there. You will get a notification every time a new episode goes live. While you're there, if you're like, God damn, this is so much effort. I don't have to come here. I just want to grab a thing and have episodes already there. Well, guess what? You can hit subscribe while you're at SoundCloud and it will take you to not iTunes. We don't call it that anymore. No, it's not iTunes. We call it Apple Podcasts. Apple Podcasts. Shroom. And that's where it takes you to. And you can hit subscribe. And when that happens, mm-hmm. there's a little like marble contraption that hits another contraption. Oh my God, it's a whole Rube Goldberg affair? That, that, a whole Rube Goldberg machine. All of a sudden, it moves all around the internets. And all of a sudden, a light goes on. <laughs> and a little thunk happens. Uh-huh. And on this little piece of paper... Pneumatic tubes? A, a, a small elf... Opens this this newspaper and it has your name on it. Your name. And your location. Yes. And he puts your name down on this special list. And Chauncey, the geek down internet elf, knows to, on at the right time, in the right place, put our episode into your ear hole. Is he no longer knighted? Uh, it was a brief thing he flirted with. <laughs> he gave his knighthood back. He gave it back? Yeah. It was very noble of him. Was it political? A little bit, yeah. He, ha- he can... Uh, he can't fucks with monarchy, as you put it. <laughs> Chauncey don't fucks with imperialism. It's and an elf of principle. It is. And you know what? <laughs> elves <laughs> elves for many years were enslaved by people like Santa. He he can't support any kind of colonialist, imperialist structure. The sad thing is it makes perfect sense and I can't argue with it. <laughs> she has thought this out, friends. <laughs> At any rate, your mans, your unknighted man, Chauncey, will just smash them episodes directly into your ear hole. But caressingly and lovingly. Lovingly. Yeah. And then poof, he's gone. (laughs) It's amazing. It's like he was never there. The only evidence of his presence, new episode of Geek Town. Yeah. In your phone. Yeah. 
<laughs> do you want me to, to, to take it from here? If you're listening to this and you're like, oh my God, stop this tomfoolery, there are many ways you can tell us that fact. Yeah, all kinds of social media ways. You can get us at us on Twitter at GeekDownPod. Uh, you can email us, geekdownpod at gmail.com, or get at us at our Facebook group. Which is at www.facebook.com forward slash GeekDownPod. The reason why we have a, a special kind of introduction for Facebook is because that's where a lot of what goes on gets to us. I am an old lady, and I basically only use Facebook, um, so that would be the way you could get at us, and I would actually eventually answer, um, but that's but we just have a thing with Facebook. It's a bond. It's a special bond. She's just she's on there all day posting uh, one-pot recipes, um, and- Murder She Wrote trivia. Murder She Wrote trivia. Uh, <laughs> Fox News links. Okay, let's not go she, crazy she posts, here. She posts all day. Let's not go crazy. Rest in peace to Roger Ailes. Not really. You not were really. a pox on humanity. Uh, tea cozies. Tea cozy. All the all the tea cozy links. All the tea cozy links. And you know, they, listen. That that's our social media. If you decide that perhaps you want to ensure that this sort of tomfoolery continues and and almost expands comfortably. You can support the Geek Down Podcast at our Patreon campaign, which is at patreon.com slash geekdownpod. Um, thanks to all of our patrons already. Um, you guys are amazing, and we appreciate your support so much. You've been able to get me a chair. Thank you. Again, lumbar support is Double amazing. recording today. She's not complaining. She's super comfortable. Super comfortable. SoundCloud, as we mentioned before, and um, we're, you know, we'll be saving up for some things in the future. We have some other goals we'd like to meet. Yes. But if you want any of those details, but what those goals are, or what our Patreon levels are, um, or what kind of things you can get for being a patron, go to our Patreon page. It's All the information is there. Yes, I believe we'll be due soon for a, for another bonus ep. Yeah. Continuing our adventure into the, the, so, the Sword Coast. Where are we going? Uh, that, the Sword Coast. Very, very, very good memory. And All it's right. not our adventure. It is your it's adventure. my adventure. As Caitlin continues to teach me how to play Dungeons and Dragons. And uh, as well, in the short term at least, um, my my Anime North adventure will end up on the Patreon first. Yes. It will go to everybody eventually, but definitely it's something I will post for patrons. As you can watch and listen to me try to live that con life again, like I was 22. Hashtag con life. Actually, that might be bad because... (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what you're going to attract there. Uh, um so we are out of time this week and by out of time it doesn't mean out of time for the show it just means the show itself is out of space and time out of space and time this is a banked episode we recorded it in advance because as said i will be gallivanting around the toronto congress center with all the weebs in the greater toronto area yep at toronto's canada's i believe largest fan run fan event uh anime north that's cool um because of this uh some of the news and some of the things we talk about might be uh you might think of it as being like a little late oh man this is old well tough and and you know what our takes on it are new (laughs) old news new takes before we do that though um there is some chit chat we saved some chit chat for y'all yes my chit chat is twofold i mentioned last week I had a story about our fave, my fave and yours. Mm-hmm. The Homohisa at Cosmos Records yes. here in Toronto comes up frequently. So I had met on Monday 
this past Monday, I guess it would be like two weeks ago Monday, met up with my companion to Anime North, tried to plan our uh, our itinerary for the day. Here's what I want to go to. What do you want to go to? Are there any conflicts? Mm-hmm. Can we do all these things? Do I really have to sit through two hours of thermoplastics for cosplay? I might. <laughs> uh, but to my surprise, this was, did not just turn out to be a quick in and out uh, meeting. We actually kind of ended up hanging for the whole day. It was really nice. Uh, she wanted to try to find... I don't even know if she's going to be able to pull out the cosplay she wanted to, but she wanted to look for a wig for her cosplay. And then once we were wandering about, we were kind of in the neighborhood. And I was like, listen, can I, can I just jump into Cosmos right quick and check the bins? Because Hisa made some promises. Mm-hmm. Told me there were some things coming in. Yeah. Those, those Japanese city pop bins are going to be getting a refresh. Ooh. I knew Aki was overseas recently, taking a family vacation. The two might have nothing to do with each other. I think they just have, you know, they got their fingers all over the freaking world sending them records. But um, originally he said it was going to be three weeks. They said it was going to be at the end of May. And I was just in the neighborhood. And I was like, maybe there's nothing there. But fuck it. Let me just. But you never know. Because the thing I'm looking for. We know. I love me that Japanese yacht rock. Yes. Yes, you do. And there was one guy who is the the king. He's the the Michael McDonald of Japan. (laughs) I guess if I need an analogy. Um. His name's Tetsuro Yamashita, and Tetsuro Yamashita's, like, album, like, the album. The album? He's got a couple, but the album is called For You. has the most 80s cover in the world. It's just this, like, illustration of, like, (laughs) looks like a strip mall. It's like an appliance store on a a beach boardwalk. It's the weirdest shit ever. Um, But it's pretty fucking stacked, and it's got just amazing songs on it, and... Kisa told me, it's like, hey, we get we get that pretty regularly. Right. It's like, so it'll, it'll come in again. Um, and I go, they got like one bin. They got two bins of this stuff. And I'm flipping through, and it's there. It's $60. Oh, oh, ow. ow. Oh, I just feel it. Which is what I expected, yeah. to be honest. I expected something in that range. Yeah. Normally, I would have just bought it. Right. But I got to go to Anime North. That's right. And I don't know, listen, as established frequently on the show, I'm not planning to spend much money on Anime North, no. if anything. Um, <laughs> I asked my companion what the even the food options were like there. Yeah. Maybe I might spend money on food, you know, some nice meals yeah. or whatever. Like, what do they have for food out there? And they got like a Harvey's. It's up by the fucking airport, right? It's going right. to be like, like, Milestones might be the nicest meal you can get out there. Like, yeah. <laughs> pickle barrel. It's not going to be, <laughs> we, ain't, we ain't fine dining out by the airport. Um, but I know he's a... Well, let me put it on hold. Just type of duty is. It's very nice. He's done this for me before. When I saw something, I saw a Lupin soundtrack like a year ago. Ooh. Um, the one Lupin soundtrack I was waiting for. Um, and I saw it and he let me put it on hold for a fair bit um, because I had friends coming into town and we were going to have like a big digging day going to all the stores. And he let me save it till then. So I bring it up and this is on like May 15th. And I bring it up and I'm like... First of all, I gave him some good-hearted shit for not telling me <laughs> that it was in. I was like, easy, you're supposed to tell me this was here. It's like, can I put this on hold? Oh, yeah, man, sure, no problem. Okay, how long can I put it on hold? Yeah. It's like, as long as you need? Like, yeah, but like if I said I had to hold it till like June 2nd. Yeah. it's like the next payday after, after Anime North. Yeah. Well, if I had to hold it till like June 2nd, he's already putting it behind the counter. He's like, yeah, man, no problem, it's fine. It's whenever. Hisa! That's why he's the homie Hisa. That's why you're the homie Hisa. 
God damn, he's always looking out for me. So I'm just, I'm just apparently uh, when I find records I'm really looking for, I become adorable. <laughs> this is what I've learned. Like I'm, a small squirrel. I may have skipped <laughs> out of Cosmos. I may have, I may have put the song on. I was most excited to get on this album and started playing it on my phone and skipping around. Oh yeah. Oh. It's just so happy. What you know about? It's, it's totally not. How, how, how is this my preferred mode of music? Ooh, Tatsuro. Tatsuro, I don't know how imprint your stuff is, so we're not going to play anymore. Um, but yeah. My problem is, I know I'm going to do that thing where... He said, you did me a solid, so I'm going to buy that $60 record. And I'll probably buy like another couple records just to be like... Shake my head at you. Thanks for looking out. A bargain bin. Okay. Underbins. Like $5 records. Oh, there's underbins? People don't know this. People think Cosmos is like just totally like, you know, $25 and up. Mm -hmm. And yeah, they got all that shit. But like if you dig under, they got like five, two, five, ten dollars $10 records underneath. You never know what you're going to find. Got to get in there. Got to get the fingers dirty. Um, I actually have a rant about that, but I'm going to save it for, I'll save it for another day. Um, well, you, I you mean, had a rant about something, didn't you? Didn't you mention last I, episode? I you do. had some angry chit chat. It's kind of news esque. Well, it's, it, it's kind of of the moment, but I, I I need to talk about some things in particular surrounding it. Okay. So, Star Trek Discovery. Oh yes, you you voiced your what I think was displeasure. It was yes. Okay. So you had an opinion and I didn't know what the opinion <laughs> I didn't quite know what the opinion was when you told me on Facebook. So a lot of people are like there well there's there's kind of a split there's kind of two issues going on here. There a, a trailer has come out yes. or just a, some, first, si- some sizzle footage? The first trailer. Trailer has or come teaser? Out. Like it's Tra- like 10 seconds a, long? No, it's a trailer. It's like 2 minutes. Yeah, it's like there's quite a bit of footage in okay. there. I have not seen it. It kind of gives you an idea of what the the season is going to be about mm-hmm. and all of that. Okay, so the first thing is, it looks, it does look good, right? It's not the cheesy, you know, garbage pails for for enemies <laughs> Star Trek that we know and love. Um, it does look good. Are we going to do some radio magic? Do you want to see it? So you know kind of what I'm talking about? Or I'm Sure, we can okay. radio magic it. BRB. Okay. I don't know, it looked pretty dope to me. And maybe that's the problem. <laughs> It looks dope. That's the problem. Well, it, it, what I'm concerned about is... Oh, is this the Star, the Star Wars thing of Star Trek again? Yeah. It looks like J.J. Abrams' Star Trek, which looks, is... Looks like an action movie. Which is a problem, because Star Trek, as much as, like, um, they kind of got into it near the, the end of the those, like, uh, Deep Space Nine and Voyager, like, there was a lot more action. It was supposed to be about diplomacy Caitlin wants to get diplomatic God and how the world was a a a better place and the reason why was x now deep space nine did some really interesting things with um you know we're 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 sacrificing certain things or think we need to sacrifice certain things or humanity almost to protect earth and there are some issues there and that's all important stuff but they did it without firing giant lasers and striking first and you know that i just have concerns um because i want there's so many shows that are negative and especially when you talk about the future in space 
that are just like horrible depictions of how life is going to be. Star Trek was always supposed to be like, look at the diversity and how everyone's getting along and we work together and we persevere and we explore, Mm -hmm. right? So it's called Star Trek Discovery, but I'm like, if it's about how they got peace with the Klingons or how they, I mean, I know that was sort of in the original Star Trek stuff, but just if it's more about that, cool that would be great but i don't think it is it's called star trek discovery not star trek smashy blast right so that is that is one all right the other side is oh my god god white dudes gotta lie down all right you gotta just like take a break from the internet and just like go go join some like soccer league or something you can Caitlin. go and get your anger Caitlin. out. Yes. They play ultimate Frisbee. Sorry. They need to play more ultimate Frisbee. They are, need are to... They, are they mad because a black woman is saying things yeah. in Star Trek? Yeah. And they're mad because there's... There are too many women. There's there's a, a, a captain and a, a like second-in-command. They're both women. And they're both women of not... Um, not we're not white my god oh my god the world is coming to an end um everything is horrible and wrong that is michelle yo <laughs> you respect you her fucking respect michelle yo um so i actually that's one of the things i was excited about because i thought michelle yo wasn't going to be her captain i thought it was she's yeah the things we had talked about before made it sound like she was going to be a much more sort of minimal supporting character like maybe not even on the discovery like she was going to be on another ship even though maybe they heard our podcast and they decided (laughs) to change it because i was so excited um but anyway so i as we talk about i i am holding off my real judgment until i get to watch it Mm -hmm. but uh how utterly rational of you no. Um, as we say, uh, what we, something about optimism? What is it what we say? Cautiously optimistic. Cautiously optimistic. But I, yeah, but there was definitely some anger, some anger there um, uh, about being like, it's called Star Trek Discovery. Discover some cool planetary stuff. <laughs> Discover something. Um, and also, white guys are the worst. White uh, bros, I should say. Not new. I know, but it just... It, it's just so in your face when they're just so angry about this. And then you're like, have you ever even heard Ron Berry talk? <laughs> he wanted like he he wanted a woman to be the second in command from the get go. Um, he wanted women to be front and center. And it was the network who was like, oh, geez, you can't do that. Whoa. 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 Anyways. Yeah. So there just you go. getting their vaginas all over everything. I know. Just making everything moist. Put a, put a fucking muzzle on that thing, will you? <laughs> uh, That's why we had to get her a chair. <laughs> tired of her staining my footstool every week. Ugh. Getting her vagina everywhere. This is so good. It turns so gross. <laughs> so what happens when you record two back to back? Well, keep yeah. it coming. You, <laughs> Jordan, accumulated no news aside from the charming story of the voice actor voice actress of hululu <laughs> actually going to visit uh grape coon the surly otaku penguin oh sent caitlin that story i i lolled at that that made me laugh <laughs> he um was so angry <laughs> so angry 
Uh, he did not like her there. No, he did not. He's um, like, I do not want. I do not want the actual person. He's really an otaku. He's like, I don't want the actual person. I no. want this. I want this idealized two dimensional representation. Yeah, that's what I want. Waifu over laifu. <laughs> oh dear, I so don't know anything about anime culture. I gotta, I gotta get. I gotta get warmed up. I'm going, I'm going into the belly of the beast next weekend. It's true. It's true. Okay. Um. So then let's let's talk about more about shows then. Shows. Um things that I kind of felt weird about. Uh Black Lightning. That trailer premiered. Did it? Yeah. Didn't see that either. Uh I don't I I don't know. It's a lot of I know it's his name and they usually do right by the character in most circumstances, but his name is Black Lightning. I mean, he's 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 interesting cuz he is a father and his his kids are older and he's also the principal of a high school and there's more about his life. But his but, name is Black Lightning. And also there's a ton of black on black violence. Mm. Like tons. And why does every show apparently that has black superheroes as the main person or a black superhero has to all be about black on black violence why can't it be this black superhero saving the day like everyone else gets to and i mean like the entire day like the the galaxy day right like the big unstoppable or the big threat or you know i just feel like it's they always have to be either it's like we're gonna shove you into a ghetto and we're just going to talk about black on black violence or we're going to put you now Wakanda's a little bit different well it's very different but it's going to be something about Africa you're not allowed to be a black superhero in the rest of the world nope you don't get to interact with anybody else Africa or the hood and that's really frustrating because that doesn't help <laughs> it just doesn't help a conversation <laughs> guys help. Um, so yeah I feel weird about that the Gifted is the new, like, X-Men show. It's a real white. <laughs> also a problem. Uh-huh. Um, also, I don't think it's going to last. It is, they haven't done anything new or interesting or different. It's basically, if you want to watch that show, but it's really good. Is there a really trailer good. for it? Or? Yeah, there's a trailer for no, it. No, I'm not paying attention. <laughs> Your man's has been on... <laughs> man's has been working a lot, and he's just been on blog, blog vacation for the last week. Um, I, well, I just... If you want a show that's almost exactly like that, but is really good, uh, watch the season one and the only season of, uh, what's it called again? <laughs> Talk about it all the time. Oh, God. Oh, fuck. <laughs> See? It's not just me this time. Oh, my God. It's me, too. Heroes. Heroes. First there, season there of Heroes. There was only one season of Heroes. Only one season. It yep. was too bad, really. It was a great show. <laughs> canceled. Canceled before it's time. Yeah. Didn't limp along. Saved itself. It's a good thing it went out after the first season. It could have just limped along for I mean, another and two. And then because the, the writer strike happened right then, so like if they had kept on going, it might have been really bad. Mm -hmm. So I'm really glad there's only one season. Whew, dodged yeah. a bullet. Uh, so yeah, that's kind of the stuff that's come out. Um, now Glow. Also, there was a trailer for this. This yeah. Glow, which I didn't know what it was, and I'm guessing you know much more about it than I do. You didn't know what it was. I don't know what glow. No, I not until I looked at the trailer, and then I had to do some research, and I was like, "Oh, this was actually kind oh my of a god, thing. yeah, it was based on a real thing." So, um, first of all, stars my actual waifu, Alison Brie. Uh, Alison Brie is everyone's waifu. 
She really is. I can't claim her for myself. It's like everybody adores her from the days of Annie Edison on Community. And now this is uh, her next starring television show. It is a Netflix exclusive. It is called Glow. If you are unfamiliar, Glow was an acronym for Gorgeous Ladies of Wrestling. Yeah. This is an actual thing that happened during the first wrestling boom of the 80s. So when you think about Hulkamania. Yeah. Think about Hogan and Andre. At the Silverdome, WrestleMania three. Jake the Snake. Jake the Snake, Macho Man. You think all those people. Yeah. The, the I hated the branding at the time. Then as a child, I hate it now. The rock and wrestling connection. <laughs> they really tried to pair like music and, and pro wrestling and things like that. It was basically that moment where pro wrestling and Vince McMahon and the WWE then F uh, went from a used to be a very regional thing. Mm-hmm. Every area of the country had its own sort of promotion to a national thing where everybody was watching the same thing. They basically, Vince went along and opened the money bags and scooped up every, all the top stars from all the little territories and basically uh, wiped them out of business. Yay, capitalism. Woo! And I believe, Netflix has a documentary on this as well that you can get more details on. But I believe it was, it was not wrestling people. It was like TV producers. Right. Who saw what was happening with the WWF and the success and they were like, we could do that too, but our hook will be women. Yeah. We'll have women wrestlers. Uh, they did not really hire actual wrestlers to do this. They, they hired, hired la- lady actors. Apparently. They hired actresses uh, by and large, and they had to learn how to wrestle and they did learn how to wrestle and they got hurt a lot. And glow was actually kind of a big thing in the eighties. I was in, grade school i don't remember ever watching it regularly like it would pop up every once in a while or mm-hmm. see like you know pinups in a wrestling mag or something like that but i do still to this day remember some of their characters uh i believe i don't know if they're going straight analogous on this like i don't know how close it's it's adhering to it but i know there was a uh mount fiji was one of the uh one of the main you know most popular it was like their andre the giant it was right. just like a big polynesian woman <laughs> type of thing um and, you know, they had the farmer's daughter. They mm-hmm. had, you know, the, aer- the all-American, like, aerobics instructor. They had crazy biker chicks. They had all that type <laughs> of thing. I think I, like, weirdly violent at times, right. too, in their matches. Um, but they weren't, like, a touring company or anything. They just kind of, you know, did a season of TV. And similar to Lucha Underground. They did, like, a right. like a bunch of shit back-to-back. And it was, like, a season of TV. Um, and ultimately, it failed because I think it got couldn't keep up with the demand or got too big or I don't remember all the exact reasons. But yeah, it's a really interesting story about all these kind of, who doesn't love a story about misfits who all come together and kind of make something cool that captures a certain segment of the imagination. And when you put Alison Brie in it, it's even better. Yeah. So so I will see all y'all on June 23rd when that drops. That's amazing. I think it looks really cool. And I don't, you know how I am. I'm like, kind of when we do wrestling stuff, I'm like, oh, that's kind of interesting. This is cool. Yeah. <laughs> Um, it's the time where Caitlin gets to fall asleep on the microphone. <laughs> but um, this actually does look really interesting. And, you know, I like lady stuff. Yeah. And uh, Genji, what's her face? Orange is the New Black showrunner. I don't think she's showrunning it, but she's uh, she's definitely a producer on it. Cool. Um, so, I mean, it's got, got a decent pedigree. Yeah. Uh, Mark Maron is playing an acting role as playing the uh, the executive producer, probably. The guy who's trying to get it off the ground. Organize it, yeah. <clears throat> the co-kid who's trying to get it off the ground. I always find it weird when a guy who was like legitimately as much of a cokehead as Mark Maron was 
back in his day <laughs> pretends to be a plays cokehead. a cokehead. Yeah. Like, you got to be shouts to your recovery process, Mark <laughs> Merritt. I'm not sure everybody could do that. Cool. Well, I think that's like that's all I'm, the show stuff I've got. Um, but I do have something else for everyone. Okay, what do you got? I got Caitlin's astronomy minute. Oh my god, it's friends! Caitlin's astronomy, astronomy minute. Time to learn about star Um, specifically a star this week. Oh, it's a star this week. Yeah, it's not so, about how Jupiter is a nightmare. Uh, no, it is not about how Jupiter is a nightmare. Um. This is the, in Gizmodo, this is sort of Gizmodo's take on it. And uh-huh. you may, once I say this, you may be like, oh yeah, I kind of remember something about that. Um, this is about the alien megastructure star. Nope. No, okay. So um, it's called Tabby Star. Um, it's named after Tabitha Boyajian, I think it is. Boyajian. Um, sure. And uh, who who discovered this, uh, this star. Um, it's... Real name is KIC eight four six two eight five two. Oh yeah, him. Um, and uh, in the fall of twenty fifteen, um, there was all kinds of like hubbub about the star because it was doing weird things. It was dimming, and stars don't usually do that on this level. And since then, there's been all kinds of theories about what's going on with the star. Um, one of them, which was more recent than others, was that there was some sort of alien megastructure being built around this star. Um, they kind of took a look at it and was like, oh, we actually don't think so. <laughs> um, or they had some like radio interference and they're like, oh, that's why we think it's X, Y, and Z. Um, other uh, other things theories have been that um there was some sort of like uh debris a comet was in the way stuff like that um but what's been happening is uh the person who found who first sort of noticed this this flickering jason wright um has been organizing with tabitha a cam a crowdfunding campaign um to basically get a whole bunch of telescopes pointed at the star while the flickering is going on because the brightness output has dimmed but they need different um electromagnetic spectrum to really figure out what's going on Mm -hmm. so this weekend so but when this shows it'll be like two weekends ago um they're having they've basically called all these astronomers and all these different telescopes to look at the star in different in different electromagnetic spectrum so they can really get a good analysis of what it is that the star is doing, why this dimming is happening, um, why this they're, they're, the light output dims so suddenly and then seems to come back up. Um, there has been some long-term dimming, so they're really trying to figure out together. See? See, space brings people together. <laughs> together trying to figure out what's going on. So hopefully... Either by this time or in a little while, we'll get some really interesting information about the star and what's going on in this in its system. And maybe there's aliens. Maybe. Maybe. So yeah, that's kind of that's my astronomy minute. Well, all right. If you want to know more about it, just look up Tabitha's star on Google or <laughs> Bing. <laughs> uh, it's just that's a little joke. Bing. Um, you can look it up and... If you're uh, on your Xbox and you have no choice. <laughs> and you have no... It will not let you do anything else. Um, you can look it up and there'll be tons more information. So, yeah. 
Well, do that. Space brings people together. As always, Caitlin's Astronomy Update is brought to you by the Arizona Tourism Board. You can really see Tabitha well if you go to Arizona. Arizona. For all your astronomy needs. I'm hoping that next year we're actually going to go to Arizona. Like us or you and the correspondent? No, me and senior correspondent. <laughs> Not, surprise! We're going to Arizona. I'm going to Arizona, y'all. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I'm going to eat fish tacos and Kate's going to stargaze. It's going to be great. <laughs> oh, I almost want to go to Arizona with you now. <laughs> Selling it. Uh, hey, if we get enough Patreon. Uh, <laughs> new, patrons, new Patreon called Arizona Astronomy Trip. <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, well, on that note. Yeah. Figure we'll take a break right here. And when we come back. Back to format this week. Yeah. Kate and I will get into the things we brought each other. Kate apparently has a lot to say about this one. She had to, she almost, she was in danger of violating the second rule. So I was. I'm eager to see how that's going to go. We'll get into that when we come back after this break. Welcome back to the show. Because we're back to format, this is the part of the show where we talk about the things we brought each other. But before we get into it, we have some rules. We do have some rules. Sorry, I'm a little out of it, friends. You gotta, you gotta forgive me. My knees are killing me. And why are your right knees now? killing you? <laughs> I forgot to mention this on the front half of the show. I went to first aid training on Saturday. <laughs> it's a long weekend in Canada this weekend. Woo! Enjoy um, a day. So nothing. I wanted to spend the Saturday of my long weekend doing more than sitting inside a stale office building <laughs> at Lawrence Spadina all fucking day learning first aid training. Are you sure? I'm pretty sure, yeah. But now you know how to save a life. Uh, in theory? Yeah. The main takeaway was call 911. <laughs> it's probably a good call. <laughs> no matter what happens, unless you're choking. If you're choking, call 911 second. Uh... Yeah, I guess it's, it's, you could save a baby's life if it wasn't breathing. Could save a baby's life, apparently. <laughs> Probably kill it in the process. <laughs> they're they're very tiny. I believe in you. Um, and also, like by the end of it, the dude was just telling like gnarly injury stories for like an hour because he like worked in kitchens or something. He got to the burn portion, and it was like, oh yeah, the guy was like cleaning a talking about like clothes and like don't remove clothes if there's like a certain types of burns. Like, oh my god. It's like, yeah, I worked in a kitchen once. It was like a deep clean day and this guy was like cleaning an oven and like he got a stock pot like dumped on top of him. Uh, and then like the... Oh, no, no. We don't have to continue. <laughs> it was gnarly. Uh, ew. It involved the removal of his shirt. Stuff came with it. Oh, God. Um, oh, we didn't need to talk about that. That's not the gnarly... <laughs> Gnarliest was the woman who tried to prop herself up as she was falling and her arm went in a deep fryer. No. Why are you telling me these things? Why did I have to hear these things? <laughs> Don't just, share the pain. I'm just here to fucking learn how to blow up a bag and a dummy and, <laughs> and leave. Anyway. But now you know how serious burns can be. Burns are very serious. And you will avoid it at call all nine, costs. Call 911 immediately. Um, uh, yeah, so you know, it was a lot of kneeling on the floor and whatnot. And I guess I was trying to be like, <laughs> here's the thing. The rule is like, you know, you're not under any obligation to provide first aid to somebody. But once you start, like... You can't you to, stop. You have to stop, but you can't stop until you're like physically unable to like do another compression. Fam, I'm going to tell y'all, you better hope there's someone else around or <laughs> it ain't me in general because 
But you, I'm not. I'm not good for long. But you can call the hell out of nine one one. I will I definitely have me call nine one one. No, because the the one point, the t- practical test was like five rounds, I think. So that's thirty compressions and yeah. and two breaths and, whoo, by number five. <laughs> Dude was, dude was like, you didn't quite get a head tilt on that one, Jordan. I'm like, I'm fucking dying. You're going to do this to me. <laughs> like I said on Facebook, the great thing is like, you know, I went, <laughs> the only upside was that we were in a pretty good neighborhood for food um, and I haven't had burrito banditos in a very long time. <laughs> so I, I I tried to behave. I wanted the halibut. Right. I wanted the halibut, but they only have that in the large. It's oh. fucking huge. It's like the size of a football. Um so I just got the small steak. It's still insanely large. The great thing is when you have your heart attack from your burrito, you're in a room full of people who know basic first aid. Oh, so. there you go. Is he upside awesome. to everything? Um, and now back to the show, <laughs> <laughs> the rules, which I will deliver because Jordan is is probably still scarred from from having to be on his knees. I'm and fatigued. Doing- Fatigued. Fatigued. There we go. Fatigued. Um, so rule number one is the rule of three, which is the the rule that if something we give the other person comes in episodes or in some kind of um, bite-sized versions. Installments. Installments. That's the word I was looking for. We will watch three of them so we could get a good sense of what that thing is trying to be. The second rule is hashtag save it for the pod, which is the rule that we will not talk about the things we've brought each other until we're sitting down in front of these microphones. Yep. It's so that you can get the, as Jordan would put it, hottest of takes. And, you know, you get to see our first reactions to hearing how the other person thought of the uh, the thing we gave them. The third rule is not really a rule. It's more of a policy, uh, which is there will be spoilers um pro spoiler podcast yeah so for one of the things it's really not that big of a deal it's a really really old movie (laughs) for the other thing it's a newer anime so if you don't want any spoilers of any kind you should leave right now go bye we like you but we just don't you know want you to be mad at us so we're warning you now and telling you to go. You'd be like, I didn't know you were going to talk about those things. And you'd be like, well, well yeah, we, kinda, we, we, we did. We kind of told you. Yeah. We, we told, told you to leave. So. And you know what? It's coming up first. Yeah. Because we like to alternate. Yeah. So we're going to start with the thing that I brought Caitlin, which, as she said, it's a brand spanking new anime. Yeah. From the spring 2017 season. Kind of a sleeper. Not a lot of people talking about it in, in North, North Am because it's been locked down by ye old Amazon strike. Amazon anime strike, which most people are given a soft pass to with their uh, streaming dollars. But it is called Recreators. It is not based on anything. It is an original production, and it debuted on April 8th, 2017. And I think I've read it's going to run for 22 episodes, which is rare. Most of these are like in and out. Oh, yeah, it is going to have a 22 episode count. So it's going to run two cores, as they say. Um, I first mentioned this, uh, I just had heard decent things about it. It was one of the things when, when Kaim and I were having our, our boys evening where he forced me to watch terrible Naruto spinoffs. Um, <laughs> we're sorry, Kaim. It was like, it was like, well, let's pick this random show. I heard good things about that. I don't know anything about it. And we both watched it. And the first episode was kind of dope. And Kaim had kept watching it. Uh, unbeknownst to me, I thought he just forgot about it, but no, he kept watching it. And when we were at TCAF a few weeks ago, he asked me if I was still watching it because he was greatly enjoying it. And I had kind of fallen off because frankly, there's not much from this anime season again that's really hooking me. 
That's unfortunate. It is unfortunate. Um, but maybe I need to make a more concerted effort on this one, which I have been. I watched a few more episodes. Uh, they seemed a little talky to me. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of expositing <laughs> going on. Maybe we can get to that in a minute. Uh, but basically, when we first talked about this show, I believe I'd mentioned that it was uh, Grant Morrison's Animal Man, the anime. Okay. Which, if I'm about to spoil a 20-year-old, probably 30-year-old now, uh, comic book, Grant Morrison's Animal Man, it was his first job for DC Comics. I believe he took the you know forgotten, as as is typically the case, you take some old forgotten character and you put your weird Pomo spin on it. Um, and when Grant Morrison's Animal Man, basically... Animal Man was a dude who could just do the power, had the powers of animals. Yep. Um, and Grant Morrison put a bunch of stuff that, you know, included stuff with aliens and all this other stuff and tied into like Crisis on Infinite Earths. But the bulk of it, the main takeaway was that all these terrible things were happening to Buddy Baker. His family was murdered. All this terrible stuff happened. And ultimately he finally gets a lead on who's, who's responsible for all this stuff. Who's the one who like is the cause of all his pain and at the, you know, end of the third last issue or whatever he gets to some house and he opens the door and some guy goes oh hey buddy i'm grant morrison you probably want to know what's going on yeah and what What? listen it was the 80s nobody had really done this before um but this idea of like you know the author interacting with the subject of the fictional world that he's creating this is what we have here um, it is, I originally thought this was going to be another one of these stories about, no, oh, dude goes to a fantasy world and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Cause you have this, uh, high school student, of course, his name is Sota Mizushino. He is a huge fan. seems to be a huge fan of this, uh, light novel series called Symphony of Vogel Chevalier. Say that five times. So Japanese. <laughs> Symphony of Vogel Chevalier. So yeah, Soda is a fan of, fan of this property, light novel series, anime, etc. Also an aspiring artist. Not very confident, it seems like. You see him no. in the opening episode try to draw something and just kind of not. Yeah. Open, opens the program and then just kind of walks away. Opens his iPad to watch the latest episode of, what the hell was it called? Symphony of Vogel Chevalier. <laughs> and it's like me with trying to remember the name <laughs> of animes. And his, uh, his iPad goes all wonky. Yep. And he kind of drops it on the ground, and the world goes, and he... That's a good sound effect. <laughs> it does exactly that, actually. And he ends up in the world where a battle is happening between yeah. the lead character, Celestia, and some strangely suited military uniform... Military uniform girl. Pr- princess, as they call her. The military uniform princess. Um, And you think it's just going to be one of these, like... Oh my god, it's another story about a high school student who ends up in a fantasy world. But nope. Nope. There's a real quick battle, and then they end up back in Soda's bedroom, basically. Him and Celestia. So now Celestia is in the quote-unquote real world with Soda. Or Or the world of the gods. As when the military uniform princess shows up and has a conversation with them. Yes, this is come to find out that there are... A bunch of fictional characters from a bunch of different things mm-hmm. that have come to our world, which is considered the world of the gods because it is the place where all their worlds were created yep. by. So um, they meet up with another character from a video game. Her name is Meteora. 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 Um, she's kind of like a... So Celestia is kind of a just like a sword fighter. She can fly. She she's, pil- a, she's a princess. She pilots right? a mech, but she doesn't have the mech with her. No. Um... I forgot about the somewhat amusing scene where she drives yeah. <laughs> in, in the first episode. 
Um, and and then Mediora, she's basically a librarian, a magic librarian. Magic librarian, yeah. Uh, who can summon missile launchers or something. Yeah. Um, and you meet a few others as you go along. There's your typical magical girl. There's a some sort of knight lady. Yeah. There's a dude who's clearly from a edgy urban video game mm-hmm. type of thing. Also very JoJo's Bizarre Adventure type of thing. He's got a got a stand like companion who appears behind him. Uh, he's all attitude all the time. And basically in this first little bit anyway, the um they don't know why they're there. They don't know how this happened. Nope. They don't know how to really get back. Their only lead that they can think of is to find their creators, which in the case of Celestia is a kind of nerdy middle-aged loser. Yep. <laughs> um, you know, anime production committee. Though guy. though to be honest, he's made a very successful anime. So yes, yes. So yeah, not that much of a loser. Um, loser more on like social graces and like yeah. he's kind of nerdy. Um, and yeah, it's even after three episodes, it's kind of hard to say where this show is going. Um, on my rewatch, you know, because I when I can, I like to rewatch so I know what I'm going into. I really came away with it going like, hmm, this one may have been a botch. I don't know if there's enough here even after three episodes to really judge. There were some funny moments and some things yeah. I enjoyed. And I thought the fight scenes were when they happen, um, which <laughs> they drop off a lot in the, in the later episodes thus far. But in those early bits, they happen quite a bit. Um, specifically a fight between the magical girl and Celestia. So good. Where the, the cute hearts are cre- yeah. <laughs> that she's firing are just creating horrible damage. Yep. Throughout the world that she apparently did not realize was a thing that could happen. Well, in her world, they don't bleed. <laughs> yeah, nothing ha- nothing bad like that happens. Um, so yeah, it's real still, even after three episodes, kind of in setup mode. There is some sort of... Soda's going to have some connection to everything that's going on. Yeah. You see the young girl jump in front of a subway at the start of the first episode, mm-hmm. which may be his sister. I don't know. Yeah. He mentions a sister early. Who knows what's going on there? The military girl seems to know him. Yep. Somehow she pauses when he shows up. Um, so yeah, still a bunch of mysteries going on. I honestly don't know what Caitlin McKinnon was going to think of this show. So Caitlin McKinnon, what did you think of this show? I really like this show. Really? Yeah. I this show made me go, maybe I should watch some more anime. <laughs> like this this looks this is really cool. Um I What liked, did you like about it? I like the concept. I liked the idea that these characters, the first place they go is, why did you make our world so shitty? (laughs) Like, why, like, the magical girl, I think the way she puts it was, is your world, does everyone fight in your world, too? All the time in your world, too. Um, I think that's a really interesting thing. Because that's all they know, because they have to be the focus of the conflict for the narrative to yeah. go for and i also th- like that they all have sort of different viewpoints on it um the edgy guy you were talking about is kind of like why would i go back <laughs> like this world so far is kind of cool and also if i do go back i kind of like my world and also the way i am is the way i was made like he's like what mm. am i going to do about it now basically um and also talking about like at one point um the main character and her creator are arguing and they argue a lot yeah and um i'm never gonna remember her name Me- mega Me- uh mate <laughs> you you are the magical girl in this show <laughs> she, magical girl doesn't remember, she can't remember any names either yeah um, meteora meteora uh she and 
does an analysis, like a, a, a theoretical like analysis of everything. Mm. She, and she's like, see, this is proof that he actually made you quite a deep character because you can argue with him. And I actually like, you said it was kind of like, oh, she talks a lot. But I actually liked her, her kind of see this shows this and this shows this and this is the theory and i actually really like that i forgot how much she loved food as well oh so good. she's always shoveling food <laughs> you yeah. know she's like this very stoic librarian you know magic librarian type thing but like yeah. loves the food loves the food of the world of the gods and is constantly yeah. shoveling hamburgers in her face and, and talking with her mouthful and i like that they call it like the 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 world of the gods of pleasure because that's what they are right they're mm. all these things made for us to enjoy and to watch and you know to, to like with video games to play um so i really liked all of that fight scenes were amazing it's a beautiful anime it's done pretty well yeah um i was i was actually really taken aback by how beautiful it looked um you watch a lot of stuff so maybe for you it's just like eh, it's pretty good but i mean for like for like a t for like a <laughs> i always end up saying like a rube like for a tv show um it's pretty high, pretty high caliber. Like even the, so they, the, what's the sound you made for the digital stuff it does? <laughs> yeah. That was even, that was beautiful. Um, the fights were actually incredible. The car scene where the main character, she's like driving the car. And she's like, actually, this is pretty easy because I drive a <laughs> Mac, right? Like, so it's a it's much a pretty simple, simple control scheme. Yeah. Um, oh, here, uh, here's the weapon. She turns the wipers on. Yeah. Womp, womp. Womp, womp. Um, so there are some jokes in there. Um, I would have loved, I, I do love that. Okay, so my brain went to two places. One of them was, oh, the boob window. And then the other place, though, was like, but she's she is created as an anime character in something. So she would have a boob window. <laughs> I also liked her um, the, her artist. I thought her artist was very cute. Right. Who is a female. I do like all the ladies. A lot of ladies. A lot of ladies. I like that. And they're very, they're, all the characters are very different. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I, I I enjoyed it. I I love that the creators believed them because a lot of these things, you know, no one believes anybody. Yeah, and pr- pretty immediately. It's like... He's yeah. like, I didn't believe it too. And then I saw them fight. And then I was like, what is going on? I thought it was like a, you know, just like a cosplay type of thing and it was kind of being skeevy about it. Yeah. <laughs> it comes to realize pretty quickly. It's like, oh no, something else is going on here. Yeah. And to be fair, Celestia with the boob window, I mean, she wears like regular human clothes pretty soon after after the third episode yeah i have not seen her in her like show outfit for a while uh since they end up kind of back at uh dude's apartment um so yeah i i like all that i like the mystery and what it's setting up you know there's lots of questions that are being asked yeah they're trying to figure out if the uh what the creators can influence and how they've tried you know writing the art uh, putting a lot of detail into it, but they they've talked about there's this third element, right? And that has to do with the with the audience. Mm. And this is a bigger discussion on, um, uh, God, I haven't been in university for a while. Um, audience theory. Sure. Give me one second. I gotta I gotta look this up now. Radio magic. 
So, sorry, though audience theory is a thing, what I was thinking of was reader response criticism, ah. um, which is a school of literary the- uh, theory that focuses on the reader or audience and their experience of the literary work in contrast to the other schools and theories that focus attention primarily on the author and the content and form of the work. So part of it is that once you put something out there as a creator, it no longer belongs to you. Yeah. It is how the audience experiences what you've made that is you know, really what art is about. Um, so it kind of has to do with that and how they've put this thing out there, but it really no longer belongs to them. It belongs to the audience. Um and that sort of a, seems to be the third element, right? How people accept things into their collected consciousness. And they show a lot of shots of like, you know, like buttons and yeah, and well, in Japan it's Nico Nico Doga. It's the the videos with the text constantly scrolling yeah. across it. Um, you see things like that as well. So yeah, definitely that's what they're they're playing with. So I so I like the sort of the. Um, the minimal inter- entertainment value, which is like the giant fights <laughs> and the play on the different characters in media. So like, like you said, the magic, the magic girl, um, character and the, um, the, she, I, th- I feel right now what we've got is like, she's the girlfriend character in this anime, the main character, like she's, um, the guy sort of the main character and she tags along or they're kind of partners. I'm not really sure where, what that relationship is like. Um, and then the librarian is just seems to be like a very much a side character, Mm -hmm. right? Like just pops up. But, but the other question is the bigger question is like, why do, does the audience really center on these characters? What is it about them that people are really curious about or want to know about? Was it three or four where Meteora went looking for her creator? It, uh, I th- it was four because in the third episode, the artist is like, "Oh, hey, I'm going to this right. Like, I'm doing a job here. Yeah, and we can. I could say you're a relative, and we can look for your creator because I think what what these characters are doing, specifically Meteora, is questioning why she is the way she is because mm-hmm. she seems to be lacking in in um what's the word i'm looking for uh emotion and it seems like you said very stoic um so- and she's also i think it's heavily implied she's not the main character of her game no she's, no. A, she's a side character that's what i mean like she these so she's obviously she's like, somebody you stopped to visit on yeah, your quest exactly but people have seemed to focus on her or want to know more about this character um, so as, she wa- as often happens. Yeah. So she wants to, to know more about the world that her creator and whether her, she was just a side thing the creator made or whether they really did focus some attention or in depth into the world. Um, so I like all that. And, and there's I, a scene in Must Be Episode 4 where she ends up, she kind of takes her leave for most of a day. And when she comes back, you find out she's been, she spent the day playing the game she's from. Right. And everybody's kind of like, whoa, is that like a... Is that a good idea? Yeah. <laughs> type of thing. Um, but her takeaway is like, she sees enough of the world more than she would know having been in it and is able to draw certain conclusions about her creator and the type of type of person they were based on the effort they put into this world that they created sort of thing. Yeah. Well, this is surprising. Yeah. And it legitimately made me wonder if I should actually look at more anime. But there was so much anime 
Oh my god! There's saw, just so much. I saw a random thing where like somebody, I think he's a dude who works at Crunchyroll, had mentioned something about like I don't know if they were talking about age demos or things like that. Basically, he bit, he put a big long thread, kind of debunking some of the uh, myths about anime right now. Right. And one of the things he said it was like, anime is not worse now. We just see more of it because more comes over. Right. He's like, but that said, I still managed to find like you know, to, you know, it may have been as high as like twenty five shows. Per year or per like, season? Okay, I hope it's not per season. <laughs> I hope it's per year. But still, like, bruh. Yeah. Right? Like, and and that's very much when people clump anime together. You've got to be like, no, 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 no. You don't understand. This is just a, a style, right? It's just mm-hmm. a, it's not one clump of stuff. And I do really like fantasy. And I do like questions about creation. Um, There's a comic book called Unwritten. Um, that I oh, really yeah. like, and it has a lot to do with the relationship between character and author. Um, I love questions about that, and partly that's because of what I studied in university. That's mm-hmm. my passion, right, is literature and how literature influences things and how the world in- influences literature. And this is exactly what this is. You're this definitely is- tied into some... You definitely cued into some deeper themes on this show than I <laughs> this zoomed past my head. I was like, can we bring the giant robot back, please? <laughs> Actually, I really like the giant ro- robot, too, so please bring it back. Um, but yeah, no, I, I I really, really liked it. I enjoyed it. I thought it was fun, and I'm definitely going to keep on watching it. And there's still a bunch of characters left to show up. You see a bunch of people in the opening credits that yeah. have not shown up yet. It's Which like a I vampire-looking girl. I and... don't like when they do that. It's kind of a bummer, yeah. Because I'm like, dudes, like, I want to be surprised a little um because at the end of the must be the fourth i don't know how many episodes i got to on this but at the end of the fourth or fifth um he's another like mech pilot he looks like a like a teenage boy right type of thing um celestia's creator gets a call from another dude and i don't know if the word has gone out that this is happening now but like <laughs> he's on the phone and he's like so has anything weird happened to you lately <laughs> <laughs> he's like oh did your show up it's like okay cool um yeah, and like we said, and, this, and he's like sitting. He's just shown up, and he's like sitting eating dinner at yeah. the dude's table. He just like gave him food. Um, well, that's that's surprising. Yeah, like I said, I did not. After digging into a rewatch, I was like, oh man, this is too. I almost thought it was too capital A anime in the like Ghost in the Shell style. Let's talk for twenty minutes about you know the nature of reality. Type, yet, of th- type of thing. I love talking and about the nature of reality. Kate was all about it. <laughs> you never can tell, friends. Yeah, that's why we do this show, that's right? That's why we do the show. You never can tell. So, kick punches. Yeah. It's got to be an eight. Wow, I was not expecting that. <laughs> um, I really, really I'm, liked it. I'm shocked, friends. I almost, I almost, after the first episode, and you actually texted me right when I was watching the end of the first episode, and you had been like, make sure you watch the end credits, because I have a bad habit of being like, end credits. I remember, yeah, and you said on Food Wars you had missed some stuff, or yeah. there was something else where you had missed it. And I think I didn't even watch this at the time. I think on my rewatch, I was like, oh, hey. they they have like a, you know, next episode type of thing. Yeah. But it was like a whole, like, giant other scene. Yeah. Um, but I almost texted you and was like, that was amazing. <laughs> this is so beautiful. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so yeah, it was good. I'm glad you gave it to me. Thank you. Cool. Yeah. Never know. Maybe one day I'll become some crazy anime fan. One day and she's going to come in and hand me something that I've never even watched and be yeah. like, have you seen this? Yeah, exactly. What have I done? <laughs> I don't think that, um, it's going to go quite as well for what I gave you, but you never know. <laughs> you never know. All right. So let's get right into it. Um, 
I have given. Let's dig into it. <laughs> oh, funny guy. Archaeology um, joke. Bam. Bam. We are going to get into the mummy. But not the soon-to-be-coming-to-theaters The Mummy with Tom Cruise. Um, But the 1999 The Mummy. Where you at, Brendan Fraser? Um, Brendan Fraser's best role, by far. (laughs) Hands down his best role. Except maybe that football movie, but that's a long story. You are forgetting Encino Man. Um, I am not forgetting. I will never let anyone forget Encino Man. (laughs) Um, so the 1999, the mummy is a loose remake of the 1932 film. It, archaeology goes through phases very much like vampires, right? Like there's, <laughs> you know, like monsters, right? Come back. Um, and this was big in the nineties to early two thousands. Um, it was directed by Stephen Summers. It was starring, as we mentioned, Brendan Fraser as Rick O'Connell, an American adventurer. Um, I'm going to do them all like this. Rachel Wise as Eve Carnahan, Con- Conahan, Conahan. Uh, I didn't even catch like, if she had a last name. Never comes up. She's an Egyptologist, aka awesome librarian. Um, then we've got uh, John Hanna as her stupid brother. Uh, He's we've got really terrible. Uh, Arnold Vosloo as the mummy. Um, we have Oded Fair as the protector of the city. Also known as a, a medje, I think it's pronounced, and uh, which is ancient Egyptian military, um, sacred ancient Egyptian military. Basically, the story uh, surrounds a the the a group of of adventurers, Brendan Fraser, Rachel Wise, and her and her brother, her stupid brother, her stupid brother, um, digging up. Uh, and disturbing things they shouldn't, aka the mummy, also known as Emotep. 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 Um, the story um, it starts. The movie starts out. It gives you a little bit of synopsis about Emotep and Anuxa Amun, and got those names down. Listen to this girl and the Pharaoh. I've seen this movie a <laughs> lot of times. Um, I actually I brought it up just because I'm really bad about giving information about movies we've maybe run across this several times um so i'm just gonna make sure i don't miss anything but basically what has happened is the anuxa moon and emotep have our secret lovers anuxa moon is, is the pharaoh's mistress is this pharaoh's lady and uh and the pharaoh finds out only the pharaoh is allowed to touch her she's got this gold paint thing going on um he sees that she has been touched and uh, Anuxa Moon and Emotep uh, murder the pharaoh. Um, you know what I did not know? What? I did not know how primary and export body glitter was in ancient Egypt. Oh, yeah. You're just slathering in that shit. Yeah. Obvi. Priest of Emotep? Yeah. What's what's her face? Anuxa Moon? Anuxa, what's her face? Anuxa What's Namun. her face, Moon? Anuxa Namun. She's covered in it, too? Just everybody. Everybody. Body glitter. Um... Uh, Emotep is the high priest, so he has access to all these magics, um, and they basically get get caught um, doing this to the king, and uh, they they run for it. Anuxa Moon kills herself, expecting Emotep to resurrect her um, because they have their love, and uh, and Emotep goes off with his like priests, and they they're trying to they're gathered these 
parts of Anexa Moon Up and they're trying to resurrect her and they get stormed by the secret military that, you know, try and keep everything in place. Um, all his priests are mummified alive. Yeah. Uh, Emotep is, is buried alive with, with flesh-eating scarabs, which is like the worst punishment you could apparently get in Egypt. Um, and the secret army, like, guards this tomb where he's buried. Um, the adventurers, back to the adventurers. Yeah. They, they find a map, basically, to this, and they're bracing these other American adventurers, um, and they both do things that are stupid and you should never do. So dumb. Which is like, don't break magic seals, don't drink fairy wine or food when you're in the fairy world, and don't fucking resurrect mummies or read from the book of the dead. Don't read from the fucking book. <sighs> of course, a woman dooms us all. Right, which is one of... Now looking back at it is like a problem, <laughs> but at the time it was 1999 and third wave feminism wasn't a thing yet. <laughs> right? Like, look at that lady doing stuff. I'm just happy a lady's doing stuff. You know, she was curious. Um, if they just let her read stuff in the first place, it wouldn't. She wouldn't have done this. <laughs> just let her have a book. Yeah, Jesus. She wouldn't have to read cursed shit. <laughs> yeah. So they resurrect the mummy. The mummy is trying to collect. The parts of a Nexa moon so he can resurrect her. So her organs, which are all put into jars. Is that what those were? Yeah. I totally That's missed that. That's why he attacked those guys and took their flesh. Oh my their God. I totally missed that. Ugh, was not playing close <laughs> attention, paying close attention to the movie. Nope. Um, and they're really worried because he like brings the like 10 plagues back and yeah. starts destroying shit and wants to sacrifice Evie to bring back a Nexa moon. I don't know, maybe he needs lady blood or something to do this. Um, and he, like, she basically sacrifices herself at one point. Is like, take me instead um, if you leave the others. And, of course, the others are like, what are you doing? And they go after her. Listen. Yeah. Anuxa Moon. Yeah. Must have had the goodest good good. Yeah. That ancient Egypt ever saw. If, like, a thousand years later, homeboy is like, I will murder everyone to get that pussy back in um, the land of the living. Anuxa Amun had the goodest good good as the second movie talks about. Oh, oh well, <laughs> spoilers for the spoilers for the Mummy Returns. Yeah, um, I oh and yeah and everything's happy in the end. Um, I love this movie. Start there <laughs> because why did I get this, Caitlin? Because it is a fun movie, and I liked things that are cheesy and fun, and I love adventures, and I love ancient egypt and i love ancient stuff and magic and monsters and this is the type of movie that they don't really make anymore which is that is true we do talk about that a lot and fun and it actually did amazingly at the box office it did for that reason also got a sequel and a spinoff fun fact they got two sequels actually um two sequels yeah um fun fact they actually originally offered the main role to tom Cruise, um, the Brendan Fraser role, yeah, and look which at he him did now. not take, but now he has. Look at him now. Told you, look this who came again. crawling back, crawling back to the mummy. Um, anyway, so yeah, I I I love that movie, this movie because of that, and I will watch it anytime. I just want a fun movie to watch. That and Return of the Mummy. Great movies, lots of fun. Big on mummies. Yeah. And it's not even mummies. It's just that the time period, which is, you know, 
early 20th century adventure, right? This is your um, Indiana Jones um, and any kind of adventure where they're trying to figure out puzzles and fight things and get there first. And I love that kind of stuff. I really wish they made more of them. Um, but yeah, that's why I love it so much. So Jordan, tell me why you hated it. I didn't hate it. It was definitely cheesy. My concern oh, always yeah. when we go into this is like, do you know that this is cheesy and lame? Of course I do. Okay. You can still love it for being cheesy and lame. I love cheesy yeah. and lame shit. Um, Again, we did not need a love story. Yeah. You have done this to me. I never really noticed this before until yeah. you started pointing it out, but now I notice it but all again, the time. again... You got 1999. You got to give it a break. I'm, I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying. Well, a big part of this type of story, and this again, this comes from like the, the you know the 30s. This is so 30s was to have a romance in there, right? It's a very Hollywood type thing, type mm-hmm. move to make. Nowadays, definitely, like the new oh Tomb Raider, the video game that they basically like the Tomb Raider video games that they relaunched. Yeah. One of the things I love about the first one, there's no romance. It's just her being badass and, like, trying to discover stuff. Um, And it's super creepy and awesome. Um, If there had been a romance, I'm like, man, the new movies that come out, if they wedge a romance into Tomb Raider, I am going to be pissed. But 1999, different story. Different, Different story. It was fine. We were still in the Clinton years. Yeah. Everything was fine. Did you did you have fun at all watching it? Um, I had fun kind of, kind of had fun laughing at it and yeah. the, in the, the goofy 90s, 90s-ness of it all. Listen, we just thought nothing could, the world thought nothing could touch it back in 99. That's true. Like I said, this is pre, pre-Bush, pre-Iraq war, pre-9-11, pre-all that business. Mm-hmm. Like, weird. Everything was, everything was awesome. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was laughing at my notes when I opened them because I totally forgot <laughs> I put... Spelling it out as such, Rick O'Connell, he's the man with the name you'd love to touch, (laughs) but you mustn't touch. That's the most max power name I've ever, Rick (laughs) O'Connell. Is that Shasta Jerry O'Connell? Was he offered this role too when he turned it down? Uh, No, he was not. Matt Damon though was. (laughs) Everybody turned down the mummy. Mm -hmm. Brendan Fraser just swooped in there and got caked the F up. You want to hear something super weird? You are just loaded with facts about this (laughs) franchise. Um. So, he one of the reasons he was offered the role eventually when they went went through everyone else. <laughs> he was fifth choice. Um, was because I think he actually was like fifth choice. Was because um, George of the Jungle was doing so well. Oh my god, that's right. He was in George of the Jungle. Yeah, and they needed someone who couldn't take themselves too seriously. He certainly does that. Yeah. Um, other other fun things that I enjoy about this movie, of course, the greedy Arab kills himself. <laughs> I didn't again. Stealing, stealing, pretty, pretty jeweled bugs from the side of a wall. Though again, was, this is just the first of like many terrible decisions people make in this movie. Yeah, the, he's the he's he was part of the French, some sort of French army. I can't remember the detail. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, why? Why was he in jail at the start of the movie? Um, because give me one second. I meant to read a wiki synopsis of this because there were some like fast and loose details there that I didn't quite, <laughs> I didn't quite glean. Um, he was part of the French Foreign Legion, both uh, Richard O'Connell, Rick O'Connell, and um, the, I actually, I can't remember his name, um, 
Oh, the not not the warden. The oh, was he the? Uh, no, he wasn't. I'm talking about the warden who ends up oh. going with them because they promise him like like why was he in jail at the start for like deserting or? I can't that I can't remember. <laughs> Egyptian <laughs> stealing stre- maybe. Egyptians trespassing. I don't know. Yeah, maybe stealing. I can't remember that that part. Though, man, I'm going to go home and watch this. <laughs> just giving her reasons to go back home and rewatch it. <laughs> Hit us back next week with with <laughs> your mummy questions answered. Yeah. <laughs> I <with> guess, Kate <laughs> McKinnon. Because <laughs> people are definitely going to have them, right? <laughs> oh, oh, see, uh, his his name in the movie is Benny Gabor. He's a former soldier in the French, also a foreign soldier in the French Foreign Legion. That's the like Weasley Red, guy, right? Yeah. yeah. Isn't that who you were talking about? The... No, I'm talking um, about the warden, the the fat dude. Oh, you um, keep calling him Smelly. <laughs> Again, 1999. Yeah, brown just, people are smelly. He just wants this kind of the treasure. No, he was the one who was like broke off and started pulling shit out of walls oh. and got a fucking bug under his skin that like ate his heart from yeah, inside out. That's right. Type of shit. He's so <laughs> cool. He just ran out of wall and bashed his bashed his skull. And I was like, well, yeah. bye, Arab. You had a bye. Um, that's not that's not my word. That is how the character is treated in the movie. Yes, then I'm again 1999. Now that I read it, I'm like, oh, there's so many problems. <laughs> it's a bad look. Um, yeah, definitely the whole the woman cursing us all. I was like, yeah, of course, <laughs> dumb woman who let her hold a book. Um, <laughs> she be she should be holding a frying pan. <laughs> Why is she? Why is she sitting and reading? She'd be cooking dinner for everyone. Um, it, it definitely it's deliberately going for like a throwback feel. Yes, of like the dialogue, the cheesiness of it. It's going for. I think you summed it up. It's it's nowhere on the level of something like Raiders, but that's the vibe. It's going in that kind of like classic adventuring sort of uh, mode, mm-hmm. which I appreciate. I don't know that. It, I thought it did it super well. Um, I'm not going to say the CGI effects are as bad as something like Shaolin Soccer. <laughs> I do feel like some of it butted <laughs> up very close, close, closely adjacent. 1999 to them. I listen. I know it wasn't as bad as Scorpion King. Scorpion King came out later, though. I know. It was still. If you take a look at the trailer for Scorpion King, it is bad. It's the movie that made The Rock. And the Scorpion King appears in the second mummy. Movie. He's in the second mummy? Yeah, because I was like, yeah. have my very. T- I do not nearly have the master's degree in uh, mummy studies that, <laughs> that Caitlin does. And I was like, wasn't the, wasn't the Scorpion King related to this? Wasn't he supposed to be? Where, where was he at? Yeah, uh, he's in the second movie. The, the CGI is so bad. <laughs> um, it's definitely, you know, sometimes you bring me things. Listen. And I know I was, you know, I was there. I was conscious of pop culture at the time. I know this movie made a boatload of money mm-hmm. at the time. It was a big deal. Yeah, like at least two sequels and a spinoff. Like they were printing money off of this thing. Brendan Fraser got caked the f up. Where are you, Brendan Fraser? Uh, he runs an emu farm. What? He runs an emu farm. You legitimately know that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> You were just so ready with that. <laughs> I just know Sometimes you can't remember the names of shit you watched ten minutes ago, but you know Brendan Fraser runs an emu farm. I'm sorry, it just doesn't bad. Don't apologize. It's amazing. I feel like now. I feel like I also know that the emu farm didn't work out. <laughs> <laughs> like 
I gotta oh, look no. this up now. Pour out some liquor for Brendan Fraser's emu farm. I couldn't find anything about. I cannot confirm or deny <laughs> the financial success of Brendan Fraser's emu farm. No, no, I cannot. But we hope you're doing all right, buddy. He's Canadian too, isn't he? My God, we're just deep diving on Brendan Fraser facts. <laughs> this is Fraser. This is Fraser facts with Jordan Kate. Um, yeah, he's an, a Canadian American actor, and he is best known for playing Rick O'Connell in the Mummy trilogy. <laughs> I did not even know it was a trilogy. Encino Man is down the list, but it's on the list. It is on the list. You, you've seen uh, you've seen Encino Man. I have. Don't have an excuse to make you I watch weirdly it. have seen a lot of Brendan <laughs> Fraser movies. Whoa. What? 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 He's in The Affair. Really? I didn't know. Gotta start watching The Affair. You got McNulty and Brendan Fraser in, oh my- the, in the same show? My God. Come on. Fun facts. <laughs> fun, fun facts. Facts more fun than this movie. Womp. No, I'm no, I'm joking. The movie was fine. Okay, so what would you what would you say your rating is, and also like your final takeaway from the film? <laughs> my final takeaway. <laughs> yeah, my final takeaway is <laughs> Egyptian ass is the best you can find, um, and it's like a six. It's a six. Okay, it's good. I give it a six point five. I'm glad you didn't I'm... give it a four. So I'm, you know, I'm. Oh, no, you always think I'm gonna like just utterly chop these things in half like you were the man who was like i'm never gonna give anything a 10 <laughs> you're one of those university professors that everyone disliked because he wouldn't get perfect on anything and the, the mummy is not getting a 10 but it was, it was like it was like a six what? it was fine it's you like, said 6.5 a second uh, ago 6.5 fine because <laughs> this, this conversation has pushed it up to a six. <laughs> i've enjoyed talking about the mummy more than i enjoyed actually watching it um like you said it's like it's it's strange and also sad to a certain extent that movies don't feel like this anymore. No, they're just so massive. Movies just feel so like a movie like this just feels so small. Yeah. Compared to like, you know, fucking Iron Man blowing up a city. Like, but I like small movies like, and I've seen the trailer for the new mummy and it's really disappointing. It's just a lot of, is Is it a lady mummy now? Yes. Is it her? Uh, Are no, we working it, with the same story or like, no, no, no. It looks a lot like her, um, but it's not her. Um, so I, yeah, it's disappointing because it's just giant explosions and there isn't a lot about like we got to blow up Cairo. It's not a lot about like solving a mystery. Mm. There's a lot of people treasure plundering. <laughs> this movie explains that treasure treasure plundering is always bad. It's bad. Don't do it. Don't do it. You want to know how you end up with your treasure? Locked in a fucking tomb for all eternity. Yeah. And then beetles eat your face. Or it belongs in a museum. <laughs> and then the special librarians at the museum, the magic ones that they definitely have, don't tell me they don't, um, <laughs> they take care of it. When they're not reading books that unleash plagues on humanity. Or it goes to Warehouse 13. Knowledge, Everyone knows this. Knowledge is dangerous, listeners ladies well that's the mummy it's not on netflix although there is a cartoon based on the franchise on netflix really i did not know that was a thing 
I didn't either. There you go. See, you told me something today. The, the, mum, the Mummy Chronicles or something? I don't know. Got the same logo. Came up when I searched because I didn't know if it was on Netflix or not. Awesome. Uh, and yeah, like I said, Recreators is on Anime Strike via Amazon. Go nuts if you have it. If you don't, um, clearly you can find it. And yeah, I don't think, do we have any updates left? No, we I don't think so. kind of shot the update wad on the last episode. Next week, we probably will have lots of updates. So many updates because we will uh, be have gone two weeks between episodes again. And I will have watched things. Oh, I do kind of have an update. Okay. Um, American Gods. Oh, you're still on it? Yeah. What episode are we at? Um, I am at episode four. There are that many already. Damn. I'm just, yeah. it's too much Three, TV. Four? Too much TV. Four. Yeah. How's that going? I think maybe I'm broken. <laughs> Everyone's like, my God, American Gods. And I'm like, it's good. I heard a, uh, the Chris and Andy show, we're talking about American Gods. And to their minds, they were like, this show is a beautiful mess. They were just kind of like, it's doing so much. Hmm. And they are both longtime Deadwood fans, so they love to see Ian McShane show up and just yep. do donuts on the lawn of whatever <laughs> whatever program he's currently working on. But I think one of them said like there was a moment when like when the uh how did he phrase it? When the Bellagio fountain uh arterial sprays started <laughs> going out all over the place and some Viking got his head filled with like seventy five arrows, my my wife was like, I think I can miss this one. And <laughs> she was she was right. See, I I love gore as we've talked about many a time yes um i just it's good don't get me wrong it's just i don't think it's like everyone just seems to be freaking out and maybe it's because everyone's freaking out that i'm like whoa nelly you are you're hype resistant um but i just i've enjoyed it i just i also think maybe a lot of people who who are watching this never read the book probably and my imagination is way better than any old tv show so I kind of have seen it all already. That might have something to do with it. Your yeah. familiarity v. unfamiliarity. Uh, neither of us are watching Handmaid's Tale, are we? I can't watch it. That's probably fair. It's too sad. <laughs> Got a lot of ladies getting the shit beat out of them and left on the floor and whatnot. Yeah. But I've heard from people that it is it is very, very good, but it's very, um, it's very hard to watch. Heard the same. Um, yeah, I'm not watching... I'm not watching anything new right now because I just curse at Shadowverse and, <laughs> and play Borderlands. My goal for the next little while is to work through Legion, American Gods, as it comes out, um, and to finally finish um, watching The Preacher. <laughs> I was going to say, is, Pre- is Preacher in there? Yeah. Um, so that when second season rolls around, I'm sort of on top of it. And also, I think I'm kind of feeling a lot of Korean drama. I've like marked down some. I'll give a list next Mark time. Mark down some. Yeah. They keep on coming. Okay. So they know that I watch a lot. I get like French stuff and foreign stuff and Korean dramas pop up on like whatever I'm doing. Um, so like in videos and stuff. Oh, okay. Or, promos. Yeah. Drama fever promos and whatnot. Uh, so, and I've marked some down that seem like a lot of fun. I sent you the link to one. I think I started watching it about the... Uh, the the, the Korean housewife who likes to solve mysteries on her no you on have her off time not, did I not send you you have not sent oh my this. god it's it's literally called like mystery lady or something I think like that. you told me about it but it, did you, I not send you the I link I don't think you sent it I started I started watching parts of it but it ended up <laughs> kind of slow yeah 
So I think I'm going to like, that's going to be my summer. It's just going to be all full of Korean drama. Caitlin, summer of Korean dramas. Oh, yeah. Lord. So What hath pasta rot? <laughs> it's all your fault. Kampf. Kampf. Well, on that note, we've done two episodes. We're tired AF and Kate's yeah. got to get the hell back to Hamilton. And it's dark out, yo. Beep, beep. It's dark out. It's dark. It's like we're doing a show in the winter. <laughs> Let's not speak of that yet. We just got clear of that. Well. Oh, oh, before we, we get going, mm. um, I have to talk about oh, the contest. Oh my God, I keep forgetting about that. Because I'm pretty sure at this point, it's going to be the last. It's be like the last week, right? This is the last week. Last This will drop on the 29th or the 30th? Yeah, and we are going to um, get everything together on the 2nd of June, um, because that's the next time we're recording. So we're going to, I'm going to take all the names, um, and I'm going to draw the name, and we're going to announce it on that show. Yeah. So if you haven't done it, do the work. It's not even that much. Not even that much. So basically, it's our Geek Down giveaway contest, sort of, um, because we're not just giving it away. We're making you work for it a little bit. Um, Minimum amount of work. We're wanting people to um, basically do a survey. It's a really, really quick survey. It's mostly just about your habits and what we can do to make the show better. Yep. Um, And then after you've done that, we'd really like you to put up a link either soundcloud or to um apple podcast good as it's now being called um and you can either do that on twitter and facebook i'm gonna look for for the links going up there i'm gonna get the names and i'm gonna draw a name and you're going to get the amazing prize pack what are the prizes that involves a bonafide poster of us boom done by friend of the show kaimdar um a ten dollar google play gift card yeah and snacks. Snacks. Glorious, glorious snacks. All the snacks. All the snacks. So do that. Make sure you do it before June 2nd. And uh, we'll, we'll draw a name then and we'll announce it on the show after that. Good luck to y'all. Yeah. And thanks for everyone who's already participated. On that note, thank you so much for listening, friends, as you always do. If you want to get at us at SetUpTop, you can do that via our socials on Twitter at GeekDownPod, email us GeekDownPod at gmail.com or at our Facebook group, which is at www.facebook.com forward slash GeekDownPod or support us on our Patreon, patreon.com slash GeekDownPod. Thank you so much for listening, friends, as you always do each week. My name is Jordan Ferguson. And my name is Caitlin McKinnon. The theme song is by Rob Gasser, and we will be back with you next week for another fantastic episode of the Geek Down Podcast. Bye. <clears throat> Turn in Harvey Firestein over here. Everybody adores it. Everybody <laughs> loves Allison Brie. That was actually a pretty good impression. <clears throat>